Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for listening to the very first episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast that's going to be covering game updates, news, and more of the happenings all around Tavat. I am your host, Dalton, and we have a very packed show for you as our first episode. This episode will cover version 2.6 and will stay spoiler free for the most part and just cover, you know, a little bit about the new area, the chasm and some of the events going on in the game. We have some updates as well around Genshin Impact itself and inside of Hoyo Lab and their toolkit. And there has also been two new characters that were teased by Genshin Impact official's Twitter account uh, not too long ago, just a couple days ago. Uh, and we will start with uh, the known bugs and issues that are in the game right now. And we'll start with an issue regarding Yaimiko's targeting mechanism where I guess there were some problems with uh, the enemy targeting mechanism for Yaimiko. So they made some adjustments to these mechanisms by which enemies are targeted, and they basically implemented some mass optimization to the character enemy selection logic. So they say for the, uh, the reason for this series of adjustments is, adjustments is that during version 2.5, we received a substantial quantity of feedback on combat experience issues from players using Yaimiko. The main issue affecting experience was that it was unclear how Yaimiko targets enemies. In fact, this negative experience was caused by a combination of issues with both enemy and character targeting logic, and affected other enemies and characters besides Yaimiko. For this reason, after gathering and monitoring feedback over a period of time, we arrived at the current optimization plan. They just talk about how they go into the logic or code for Yaimiko and the other multiple characters because it did include enemies as well. They wanted to ensure that the characters can correctly attack certain large enemies and make their attacks easier to control. Um, so this plan included a fix to Yaimiko's Sensua Sakura mechanism, which will now prioritize attacks on the nearest opponents within range, while that attack already included an enemy prioritiza prioritization mechanism as part of its targeting strategy in 2.5. Uh, the end result was still that the targeting was impossible to control. So they added that logic to prioritize uh, nearby enemies to make that a little bit easier to control. So if you wanted to target another enemy, you would uh, you would basically have to go closer or have the enemy in your line of sight. Um, they are still gathering feedback. So if you are still having problems with the Yaimiko, I would definitely go and support, uh, send in that feedback within the in-game feedback menu. And we will also talk about the Serenity Pot placement function maintenance details that happened after the 2.6 update as well. Uh, and this was already fixed 
going into 2.6. So if you did the update and you went in and you were ready to explore the chasm and everything that and pull on the banners for 2.6, this fix already would have been implemented. Basically, just the placement function will not be available during the maintenance period, which it really didn't matter. You, you probably weren't, you know, moving your teapot around or anything like that. They did give a very generous compensation of 5,000 realm currency. Pretty good. Especially for those who wanted to, you know, cash in on Hero's Wit and your Fragile Resin. Um, and they also gave 300 Primo Gems for that. Uh, it doesn't really say what the issue was, but they did some maintenance on the teapot placement. Yeah, so enjoy that 5,000 Realm Currency and those 300 Primo Gems. Uh, they had a known issue of a continuous attacks have a very low probability of abnormally and significantly extending the duration of various effects on the character Kamisato Ayato up to twice the duration, including but not limited to the Takamiguri Kanka state from his elemental skill, corrosion, and smoldering flames that are applied to the character. The developers have detected the initial cause of this issue, and it involved a fundamental logic fix, which will uh, be fixed in version 3.0 after comprehensive testing. So version 3.0, that's quite a bit away. Note, the fix will not affect the abnormal increase in duration caused by hit lag or plunging attacks that can be performed from jumping on a flat surface due to hit lag. So it just seems like this, you know, this issue is not happening very often. Otherwise, they probably would have implemented a hot fix for that. Uh, so version 3.0 looks like after some comprehensive testing, they will be looking into uh, looking to fix that issue. There is also a localization error in Korean regarding the description of Kamisato Ayato's elemental burst in the test run event. Um, so the developers are already working to fix this issue. They just say, please stay tuned for future notices regarding the exact time of the fix. There is also an issue where under certain circumstances, there is a probability that the background music of some areas cannot be played when playing on iOS devices. This issue will be fixed in the update on 331. So that's already passed. We are recording this episode on April 1st, so you should be having no more issues with background music in some of the areas not being played. And uh, they also have an issue when using an iOS or Android device to play the game after some characters cast their elemental bursts, there may be a problem with their weapon's color display. This issue will be fixed in a later version update. Pretty much just seems like they're prioritizing and taking care of the more serious ones where, you know, the one with... Kamisato Ayato's skill and the effect durations on that and their bursts affecting the colors of their weapons aren't going to be picked up or fixed right away. Also a known issue, and I'll cover this as our first episode sake, right? Where after updating a driver release from Razer on the 20th, they travelers were experiencing some crash errors when logging into the game. So they just talk about how you can uh, uninstall and reinstall the Razer driver, restart the computer as a temporary fix. And they just say, if the issue persists, contact uh, Genshin underscore CS at Hoyoverse.com. All right. And they did fix an issue where under cir specific circumstances, whereby the objective look for clues near the dark fog in the world quest Perils in the Dark could not be completed. And this fix was already implemented. It just was fixed uh, today, actually. Yesterday, there was a fix where under cir certain circumstances, when playing the game on iOS devices, disabling motion blur in settings graphics did not take effect properly. And they also fixed an issue under certain circumstances whereby there is a probability 
that the background music of some areas could not be played on iOS devices. So um, you could exit the game via the Paimon menu and then log back in and then the issue should be fixed. That is still a known issue because it's not 100% fixed, but just something to watch out for. All right, and then we'll talk about the Tavat interactive map that was also updated in 2.6 where they revamped the whole look of the map, honestly, and the interface with the pins and creating your pins and so forth. That has all been optimized. There is a new map, so they added the Chasm and the Chasm Underground Mines, which are now available. They added some pins, so new opponent material pins for the Ruined Serpent, Floating Hydro Fungus, Star Shroom, and Radiant Spin Crystals, which obviously now we know that they can be found throughout the uh, world of Tavat. Alrighty, so we got two Treasure Chest Puzzle Pins, Open World Chests and Puzzles, and then other pin updates to Shadowy Husk. Uh, the Singjin Flower, and the Violet Grass. They also revamped the page where the interface just got an update. There's a quick location of an area that you can look at on the top of the scroll bar. There is, uh, you can, you know, you can click that icon to quickly switch to corresponding area. New pin function, you can click a new pin. You can choose an icon that corresponds to that pin. Add a image if you so choose. And then upload any links or pin information that will help exploring Tevat easier. And there's also a filter list. So in addition to summarizing all the pins that have been added to the map, the filter list also supports the viewing of the traveler's own pins as well as pins synced within the game, uh, which travelers can see the distribution of pins on the map by selecting the pin on the PC. To display them on mobile after selecting point, please tap view pin. Um, and the interface was obviously revamped for both PC and mobile platforms, uh, so check it out. Personally, I had some big issues after updating to 2.6 and then going in the Hoyo Lab app and checking out, you know, comparing what was on the interactive map to what I was finding in the world. And I'm big now on making sure that I mark off everything that I find on that map compared to, you know, when I first started where I was just opening chests, following Sealies to their to their respective destinations. And I wasn't marking anything off. And now I'm finding it very difficult to have to go and mark stuff off like that. Um, I ended up putting some uh, customer service request in for it because all my map pins got reset. So the previous ones that I marked off you know, in Leeway and Mondstadt and Inazuma, some of those areas were 100% done and cleared out. They were just gone. So instantly it kind of killed my drive to play 2.6. I actually put it down because I didn't want to have to go back and remark every single pin. Eventually it did just kind of uh, go back and really wasn't an issue. Uh, but after trying to like re-download the app, re-log into Hoyo, uh, Hoyo Lab. It was very disheartening, but it is fixed now. Um, a lot of the chests and stuff weren't popping up correctly. Uh, pins, I would try to create a pin. And when trying to create a pin, some of the text, like the submit button and some other text inside of the create a pin option were in a different language that I couldn't understand. So it made creating pins even difficult for things that weren't showing up. But I'm not having any troubles with that any longer. So I did let them know, obviously, that I wasn't having any issues anymore, but just some something to watch out for. All right, and we have uh, some interesting things coming back. So we have the Tavat Times, uh, which is returning, which is basically like a very cute Paimon Express paper, which gives us some really cool and fun information 
uh, regarding you know some traveler experiences within the game. And I'm not going to read all of them, but I will, will read one where it said, uh, in order to make furnishings, there was a traveler who collected 22,732 pieces of wood in a day. So they have a bunch of different fun facts like that, and they're pretty cool. So check it out. It's on Hoya Lab. Uh, and that was posted by Genshin Impact Official's account on Lab. And about four days ago, so that would have been the 27th or the 28th, actually, I'm sorry. The Genshin Impact Official teased two new characters. They One looks like a four-star character. We'll start with, uh, with this character, Kuki Shinobu. The post says, my apologies. I have not sent my regards for a long time. I am writing to introduce a talented person to you. She is very knowledgeable and is an invaluable assistant. Unfortunately, she is currently working for the Arataki Gang and only accepts outsourced consultations, which is a pity. And that was by Kujo Sara. Kuki is the mender of tripulations. She's the deputy leader of the Arataki Gang. She carries an electrovision. And she's pretty cool. She's got some uh, green hair, very similar to like Baiju or Sucrose, kind of. And she sports... You know, some attire that is very similar to Arataki Ido. And it looks like she's wielding what looks like a sword in her one hand, but it's kind of cut off the image. Very cool looking character. Very excited to see. And it seems like she's going to be, she looks like what would be a four star. Um, it gives us some other information about her, uh, but check out the post. Again, it's on Hoya Labs app. The second character that we are getting is Yalan. It says, oh, you're looking for Yalan? Hmm, I'd like to suggest that you treat her as an ordinary person, but if you do, it's easy to lose control over negotiations. There are some things that really depend on her impression of you. Uh, Yalan is known as the Valley Orchid, and she's a mysterious person who claims to work for the Ministry of Civil Affairs in Liwe. She carries a Hydro Vision, and she seems to be the new 5-star, which will most likely appear in 2.7. And I know a lot of people are really hoping that we're going to be getting those Dendro characters soon, but it looks like we'll be getting uh, Yalan and Kuki. Uh, Yalan looks like a pretty cool character, honestly. It makes me want to skip Ayaka and pull for her on the next banner if, if she's there. Um, but she has some dark hair, very straight cut off to the left side with some bluish highlights. And she has um, a furry white coat that kind of hangs off of her back and her arms are outside of the coat. Pretty cool looking character. I'm really excited to see what they can do. And that just about wraps up the updates and outside stuff that's going on. So we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll go over some of the version 2.6 update details. And we will also cover some first impressions on the chasm and talk about the new event outside the canvas inside the lens when we come back. And we are back from our break. And now we're going to talk about Zephyr of the Violet Garden, the version 2.6 update details. 
So we got a nice hefty sum of 600 Prima gems for the maintenance compensation and an issue fix compensation. Uh, so that in total with the Serena Teapot maintenance that happened, we also got the other 300. So a grand total of 900 Prima gems. Uh, anybody who was Adventure Rank 5 or above before uh, March 30th, so 3.30, uh, was able to get that maintenance compensation. Uh, there was a update to the game client, and we also got the new area, the Chasm, uh, which you were only able to unlock if you were Adventure Rank 28 at least, and you completed the Archon Quest, A New Star Approaches, and the World Quest, Serpituous, Seven Star Seal Sundering, uh, which was to unlock the underground mines of the chasm. We got the new character, Ami, uh, Kamisato Hayato. I don't know why I wanted to say Yami. Who is a who carries a hydro vision and a sword as a weapon. Um, Kamisato Ayato's elemental skill, Kyoka, creates flash step movements, leaving behind a watery illusion at his original location. And he then enters the Takimiguri Kanka state. After it is formed, the watery illusion will explode if opponents are nearby or after its duration ends, dealing AoE hydro damage. Uh, in this state, Ayato will use Shunsuiken to engage in blindingly fast attacks, causing damage from his normal attacks to be converted to AoE hydro damage, uh, which cannot be overridden. Uh, his elemental burst, Kamisato Art Suiyu, unveils a garden of purity that silences the Kakumi cacophony within while this space exists bloom water blades will constantly rain down and attack opponents within its aoe dealing hydro damage and increasing the normal attack damage of characters within it's a very beautiful burst uh, i just pulled ayato today very excited to uh to level him up and ascend and get him ready to go because i really do like his uh bursts and all of his animations we have a new domain called the lost valley to unlock this you need to be adventure rank 22 or above Complete the Archon Quest Prologue, Act 3, Song of the Dragon and Freedom, and fulfill certain criteria, which would be challenging the domain to obtain artifacts in the Vermilion Hereafter and Echoes of an Offering sets. Uh, and this is obviously located in the Chasm. We're also getting some new equipment. Um, new weapon, Harangepaku Futsu, which is a 5-star sword, uh, which you know, you're know you obviously going to want to pull for if you are interested in Getting five-star weapons with your new characters, this one would go with Ayato. This will obtain all elemental damage bonus. When other nearby party members use elemental skills, the character equipping this weapon will gain one wave spike stack, max two stacks. This effect can be triggered once every 0.3 seconds. When the character equipping this weapon uses an elemental skill, all stacks of wave spike will be consumed to gain rippling upheaval, which each stack of wave spike consumed will increase normal attack damage by a certain amount for 8 seconds. The post continues to talk about the new artifact sets. Vermilion Hereafter. Uh, the 2-piece set will increase the attack. And the 4-piece set. Uh, after using an elemental burst. This character will gain the Nascent Light effect. Increasing their attack. By a certain percentage for 16 seconds. When the character HP decreases. Their attack will further increase by a certain percentage. This further increase can occur this way. A maximum of 4 times and can be triggered every 0.8 seconds. Nascent Light will be dispelled when the character leaves the field. If an elemental burst is used again during the duration of the Nascent Light effect, the original Nascent Light will be dispelled. And we'll also cover the Echoes of an Offering set. This two-piece set also increases attack, and the four-piece set effect, when normal attacks hit opponents, there is a certain chance that it will trigger Valley Right, which will increase normal attack damage by a certain percentage of attack. 
This effect will be dispelled 0.05 seconds after a normal attack deals damage. If a normal attack fails to trigger Valley Rite, odds of it triggering the next time will increase by a certain percentage. This trigger can occur once every 0.2 seconds. So those were our two new artifact sets. There are new events. Hughes of the Violent Garden event, where you take part to invite Juvenile Gallant Sing Cho. During the event, you will receive quests to help organize the Iridori Festival. Four gameplay modes will be unlocked in sequence with this event. The Moon and Stars Inscribe, Theater Mechanicus, Clash of Lone Blades, and the Floor Courtyard. Uh, you will be able to participate and complete the corresponding criteria to obtain event-exclusive furnishings, exclusive recipes, Prima Gems, Crown of Insight, Talent Level Up Materials, and more. Um, you can complete all the criteria in Friendship and Writing to invite Sing Cho to your party. So, very nice. I'm assuming you'll we'll probably end up getting either 5 or 10 of the Masterless Star Glitter, I'm pretty sure it's called. Uh, which you can use to like for like intertwine or um, acquaint fate. The last event where you can invite a character, it was the same way. Event start time will be Act One, which will start on April seventh, and the fourth act will um, start on the thirteenth of April. There are two uh, events in between there, and the end time for the whole gameplay duration will be April twenty fifth server time. To take part in this event, you need to be Adventure Rank thirty or above. Complete the Rito Escape Plan part of the Archon Quest, Chapter 2, Act 1, The Immovable God and the Eternal Euthamia. Uh, you also need to complete Kamisato Aito's Story Quest, Cypress's Customs, Chapter Act 1, The Fermania Leaf Falls. Raiden Shogun Story Quest, Chapter... Oh, The Imperatrix Ambrosia, Chapter Act 2, Transient Dreams. And Kokomi Story Quest, Dracania... Somnolenta Chapter Act 1 Warriors Dreams Like Spring Grass Renewing to enjoy the event. Obviously, those stories will probably either tie in or basically introduce you to the story, the those five star characters because they will be present in the event. Um, we also have a new story event, which is a Archon Quest, Chapter 2, Act 4, Requiem of the Echoing Depths. We know that we're going to be um, meeting up with a familiar character and reuniting with them that we've seen in a previous Archon quest. Not going to post those spoilers for those who haven't seen the update yet or haven't gotten there. To unlock this quest, you need to be adventuring 30 or above. You need to complete the previous Archon quest, Chapter 2, Act 3, Omnipresence Over Mortals. There is a new story quest for Kamisato Ayato, which is Cypressus Custos Chapter Act 1, the Fermania Leaf Falls, which we mentioned earlier. To unlock this quest, you will need to be Adventure Rank 40 or above and complete the story quest Imperatrix Umbrosia and complete Chapter Act 1, Reflections of Mortality and complete the world quest Chisato's Letter. There is also some new world quests. Um, there's a lot to name here. I won't name them all, but there's a lot. We also get some new enemies. We have Ruined Serpent, which is an ancient, bizarrely shaped autonomous machine, which will create oozing concretions in battle, and will attempt to draw power from them under certain circumstances, which will allow it to unleash devastating attacks. You can use the blooming light from your Luminstone adjuvant to destroy the oozing concretions, feeding power to the Ruined Serpent. Um, and this will help knock it out of this state and cause the energy cores on its body to cease functioning. We also have the Black Serpent Knight, Windcutter, which is a guard of some standing in the court. When their attacks hit a character defended by shields, they will obtain buffs at the cost of its HP. And we also have Floating Hydrofungus, 
a spore organism of some intelligence, it possesses extreme adaptability. Development items dropped by floating hydrofungus will be added to shop Paimon's bargains in future versions. So very similar to like the slime condensate and stuff like that that you can buy in the shop with your with your star glitter or stardust, star glitter, one of the two. There are some other additions, new recipes. There was a Kamisato Aito specialty, quiet elegance. Inazuma Foodstall has a katsu sandwich. And you can attain Rainbow Aster from the Hues of the Violet Garden event, which obviously we talked about happening on the 7th of this month. So in six days from the time of this recording. There are some new achievement categories um, regarding the chasm. There is a new name card for Ayato, getting his friendship level to level 10. Also one for uh, getting the Lumenstone adjuvant to level 10 as well. There is an achievement Thunderclap, which will help you, which is a reward for completing all achievements under the Challenger Series 5. There's a name card for a Chasm achievement, reward for completing all achievements under Chasm Lighter. And another one for Travel Notes Idori, reward attained via the BP system. There's also some new furnishings. There's a leisure device, maximum motivation. Tubby created this furniture combination with great care out of a practice plaque and multiple practice stakes. The practice stake can be placed anywhere within a limited area and will persist once placed. You can initiate the practice challenge at any time. If you can destroy all the wooden stakes in two seconds, the challenge will be considered a success. Interact with the practice plaque to adjust your records. The adjust brightness function has been added to settings and graphics. Radiant spin crystals have been added to Mondstadt, Liwe, and Inazuma. Um, after obtaining them, you can unlock the corresponding realm music using Euphonium Unbound. The teapot traveling salesman has added some radiant spin crystals, which can be purchased after obtaining and completing the corresponding world quests in Inazuma. After completing Raiden's Shogun story quest, Imperatrix Ambrosia Chapter Act 2. Retail will add a shop where you can purchase Sango Pearls, Unagi Meat, and two-star Lucky Dog Artifacts. How would you want to do that? Someone let me know. I am, I'm by all means, no Genshin Impact expert myself. I just really love the game and want to talk to some people from the community about it. But don't know why you'd want to buy two-star Lucky Dog Artifacts, I guess, to level up your five stars or four stars. Not really sure. There are new living beings, Luck Flight Flies, which are capturable, and Blue Thunder Weasels, which are also capturable. You can add them to your teapot. New Harvestable Resource, which is the Star Shroom. And the redirect link to the Adventure Handbook bosses screen has been added under the sources for certain development items. The development items dropped by Floating Hydrofungus will also include a redirect link to the Adventure Handbook in future versions. They added a shortcut for opening the party setup screen on mobile platforms on the main interface by tapping and holding the avatar of any character to quickly access the party setup screen. I tried this because I mostly play on mobile when I'm not at home on PC. And man, it feels like it takes even longer. If like if not, it's really the same. They're, they're saving fractions of seconds personally for the amount of time that it takes to hold on to that avatar icon. To save time that way, instead of hitting the Paimon menu and hitting party setup, especially if you already have that, what's the word I'm looking for? You basically have that down in muscle memory. Hitting Paimon menu and then hitting party setup to get there, it's pretty much like a two-tap thing, and it's it responds pretty well. I like the idea, but it's not much faster. Um, they added some prompts for loading screens. They added new loot drops from Abyss Heralds and Abyss Lectors. Gloomy Statuette, Dark Statuette, and Deathly Statuette. 
The Spiral of uh, Abyss, Floor 11, Leyline Disorders change to all characters in the party game a 75% animo damage bonus. An update of the monster lineup on floors 11 to 12 of the Spiral Abyss. Um, they added Phase 1, which is Sheet Ice Moon. Upon a character's normal attack hitting an opponent, the opponent will be afflicted with a mark of ending, where after 10 seconds, this mark of ending will be removed, dealing true damage to this opponent. Um, in Phase 2 is Snap Rain Moon. After a character's normal attack hits opponents, the damage dealt by this character's normal attacks will increase by 12% for 5 seconds. This effect can stack up to 5 times. Each stack is calculated independently. And for Phase 3, we have the Iris Moon. After a character's normal attack deals damage to an opponent, the physical slash elemental resistance of this opponent will decrease by 6% for 5 seconds, matching the type of damage dealt. Uh, this can stack up to 7 times. Resistance decreases of different types can coexist, and their stacks and timers will be independent of each other. There were some other adjustments and optimizations. For enemies, lowers the damage done by Geo Vishap Hatchlings when their Tail Sweep skill hits a character continuously. And it optimized the appearance of the Primo Geo Vishap in the Leaving Beings section of the archive. They had some system optimizations for the Ornamental Fish icon and optimized the UI presentation and text of the content that is yet to be unlocked in Hangout events. When below Adventure Rank 30, the Tutorials icon will be permanently displayed on the main interface. They kind of talked about this stuff in the uh, 2.6 special program. They add a recently unlocked to Tutorials. So the five newly unlocked tutorials will be stored for easy access for people to return to if they need to reference that again. And they adjusted the position of the Tutorials button in the Living Being section. They optimized the sorting logic for weapon enhancement materials and artifact enhancement materials. So these two materials are still placed at the bottom of their respective categories, but their internal sorting will be affected when sorting by quality. They optimized some audio. The volume of music in the Serenity teapot has been optimized and optimized the Japanese, Korean, and English voiceover for certain characters and quests. It added alternate outfit voice lines for the characters Jean, Amber, Rosaria, and Mona. Travelers can change the outfits in character outfit to play the relevant voice lines. Um, and then they have an other section. There wasn't really a whole lot that they went over. I feel like anything else related to this other section would really be filler at this point. They did have some bug fixes. They fixed an issue with NPC Atsuko where her location indicated could be incorrect during some quest instructions. That could be pain. Fixes an issue of missing text and some dialogues of Chongyun's hangout event, Signs of Evil. Um, they also fixed an issue with Chao whereby he appeared incorrectly in a mirror in the domain of the story quest A Centuries Long Dream. It fixed an issue whereby the quest could not be carried out after reaching the destination when the objective of the story quest Cleansing Light was go to where the Tea Master is. Uh, that would have been like the new story quest for Raiden Shogun. Fixed an issue whereby the NPC display was abnormally small in the story quest Radiant Sakura. They had a domain bug fix where it fixed an issue with Confront Storm Terror whereby the wind currents would be abnormally attacked by some character skills. Uh, they fixed some co-op issues where multiple uh, kikis are in the party at the same time. If one traveler's kiki restores HP through elemental burst, there's a chance that the healing amount will be calculated based on the attack of another traveler's kiki. Uh, fixes an issue whereby the weapon effects of weapons Lithic Spear, Lithic Blade, Akuamaru, Wavebreaker's Fin, and Muon's Moon were not refreshed in time after the host exited co-op mode. Also fixed the co-op mode issue whereby the character models of teammates in the water would not be displayed 
after the ice surface melted when party members and the host were standing on the ice surface. All I can think about when I read bug fixes like that is like people just messing around on water, like melting the ice on water, watching their friend like swim around because they're messing around on top of ice and water and they just discover bugs and then provide feedback and they take care of it. It's pretty funny. All right. And then they also fixed um, some issues with characters regarding Sango uh, Nomiya Kokomi, whereby immediately switching characters after she cast her elemental skill and then switching back to Kokomi would result in the skill effects playing abnormally. They fixed an issue where there was a foxtail effect of Yaimiko that would not appear normally when she used her elemental burst after Raiden Shogun uses her elemental burst. These are very like niche bug fixes, by the way. Most of them are just like abnormal alerting nearby creatures. They're not anything too too significant. Other than that, they had a couple more audio bug fixes and other bug fixes that were probably less than noticeable by some players. But yeah, so lots of bug fixes and stuff getting improved in 2.6. And now we can talk about the outside the canvas inside the lens gameplay details, which was just released today. And in this event, you are helping a Inazuman illustrator named Asagiri, who basically is finding some illustrator's block, drawing block, something like that, uh, where they're, you know, they have a lack of inspiration. They came to Inazuma to get some inspiration for their light novels that they're illustrating for. And they come to you for help because you have a camera and you're basically going around taking pictures, doing certain poses, certain times of the day, doing certain skills or including characters that have something to do with that specific area that you're taking that picture in, and then helping her gain inspiration that way. You are able to do this if you are Adventure Rank 30 or above. If you completed the Rito Escape Plan part of the Archon Quest Chapter 2 Act 1, The Immovable God and the Eternal Euthemia, and you have created the or completed the World Quest Snapshots. So it's a pretty easygoing event to start off with 2.6. Nothing special. I feel like some of the photos can be good. The photos that require you to use an elemental skill if timed like improperly. The pictures, I mean, they kind of look bad. But you get some Hero's Wit, some Mora, and some Primo Gems. Um, And other than that, that's all the updates that we have as far as in-game updates. And I wanted to give some first impressions on the Chasm. I really like it so far. You kind of come into the area with a little bit of lore on what's going on and why the chasm has been shut down. It's very funny and it's kind of wishy-washy at the same time with how you come in and there's like adventurers that, you know, want you to start to unlock the chasm, but then there's adventurers that don't want you to touch anything, right? It's really weird, but you see two sides of a coin where people are very curious as to what's going on in the chasm. And then you have people who are curious about what's going on in the chasm, but they don't want anything touched because they have heard very bad stories. But it's very interesting so far. Myself, I haven't really dove too deep into the story as I've just been collecting all the different stuff in the area, opening chests, defeating enemies, stuff like that, and working on ascending Venti to 90. But yeah, the chasm is a cool area so far. It's not as dramatic as the rest of Leeway, where I feel like when I was exploring Leeway, I was constantly like jumping off cliffs to collect things and then teleporting back up to like a waypoint or a statue of the seven. Where here in the chasm, you have these almost like wind currents, but they're made out of rock. 
and they basically like boost your jump to like it seems like fivefold where you know you are just jumping back up cliffs like left and right um and those are super helpful the layout of the chasm is great it's almost like a spiral and there are different layers to the cliffs so when you are walking around the chasm you can choose to go down or go up on either side of you um which i think is very helpful with exploration and kind of doesn't make it feel like it's just another extension of leeway because in leeway it was very steep cliffs and they're big so they're not a whole lot of cliffs that you can, you know, just climb up on top of or climb up to in Leeway. You were mostly, at least from my experience, without Venti at the time to help me get up there a little bit quicker. I found myself just teleporting to those waypoints to go back down to collect something different. But the chasm is cool. I really like it. The Like I said, doing some of the world quests around there for right now but nothing too crazy as far as story-wise, and I want to stay spoiler-free until our next episode where we can kind of cover that um, those story quests, and you know, we'll obviously have some spoiler tags for there. And other than that, as, as of this Friday, not really too much else has been announced. I'm sure we'll cover some more of the Inside the Lens or Outside the Canvas Inside the Lens event and update on any new known bug issues very heavy news episode today. So next episode, we'll probably go over some of the story stuff and anything else related to, you know, version 2.6 that we've experienced. And that just about wraps up our show today. Uh, episode one was super fun to record and talk about concerning everything with uh, 2.6. If you guys enjoyed the episode, please feel free to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let us know if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Feel free in that review to let us know how we did uh, and what you guys liked about the episode or what we could do better at. I'm extremely excited to continue to uh, record episodes and continue to work on this project that I've wanted to do for so long. If you guys have any recommendations and you uh, and you want to be more direct, you guys can tweet me or direct message the show at HoyoCast. That's H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. Or you can email me directly at hoyocast at gmail.com. Again, that's H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Again, thank you very much for tuning into our very first episode. This podcast will be posted mostly Sundays going into Mondays. So around the end of a Sunday or early Monday morning, hopefully these episodes will be going live every week. Um, So stay tuned for episode two. Enjoy the chasm and everything version 2.6 has to offer us right now, and I will talk to you guys next week. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.